Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is as always it's newer and um i'm gonna wish you top of the morning to you like shannon bedore does to everybody harasses everybody in ireland because i am going to be talking about rahasa zavosi so i haven't done an atlanta episode or summer have oh god listen it's 8 a.m okay as i record this on a saturday morning so i might be stumbling over summary words because i sound like a drunk person when i wake up in the morning um i haven't done a summer house or um, Atlanta episode and I have quit doing New Jersey. I'm not watching the reunion. I'm not talking about the reunion because there's nothing to discuss. These people are crazy and toxic and they should just get away from each other. It's too much. Okay. It's just, it's not fun. I don't care about it. I will say this, that apparently Peacock is releasing reunion part three unedited. So maybe it'll be easier to watch without the bleeps because I will say the crosstalk the bleeps, they give me a headache. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's being said because of all the crosstalk bleeps. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm not covering New Jersey. Okay. You have too much, too much of the same nonsense and like, Louis with his therapy talk, which he's kind of taught Teresa and Teresa's like not good at speaking in therapy talk, which I sound like I'm not very good at speaking at all right now. So maybe I shouldn't make fun of Teresa, but it's just, it's not healthy to watch it. It's not healthy for me. Okay. I'm creating a boundary against your houses of New Jersey and discussing it because I think that the reunion is pointless. It's pointless. It's not going anywhere. Um, I think the only thing I saw from like clips, because again, I didn't really watch it. I saw this pop up on Twitter is that apparently <laughs> Jennifer Aiden had already talked to Melissa about the kissing in the backseat rumors. <laughs> so messy, messy queen of Paramus, New Jersey, <laughs> Jennifer Aiden had just set up that dodo bird, Danielle. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious and diabolical. Okay. And I just love that Jennifer is like, mm-hmm, I did. <laughs> anyway, but I'm not covering New Jersey. Um, but I will cover Atlanta today. Um, two episodes of Atlanta. 
I did watch the OC premiere and I am going to talk about both summer houses, um, summer house, Martha's Vineyard, which is currently my favorite show on Bravo and summer house regular reunion. So, you know what, let's start with summer house, regular reunion. Um, I'm glad they only did two parts of this reunion because I don't know how much more we can talk about this proposal and Danielle and Lindsay situation. Um, it's frustrating because I think, (laughs) I think no one is necessarily telling lies about the other person. Like that's, but I think everybody is in the right to feel the way they feel about a particular person, but they're not being honest about themselves. Does that make sense? It's like Amanda and Kyle saying that they've moved on past everything, uh, everything Lindsay has ever done while also saying that like them saying we we're mo- we're moving past all of the evil things Lindsay has done. Okay, I agree. I believe it's true that Lindsay has done some evil shit. <laughs> but I do not agree that you have moved past it. Like you're not being honest about yourself. You never moved on past it. You never forgave yourself or you never forgave her. You know, Amanda's saying that she would never do this to Lindsay. She would never bring up cheating to Lindsay on camera is a lie because she tried to do that shit in winter house with the, you put, she put her hands on Austin's dick. You guys had a whole committee, if you will, about it. And then you try to blow up Lindsay's spot and Lindsay didn't fall for it. And you guys are mad that Lindsay and Carl do not react on camera the way that you guys react on camera. And I get it. That is frustrating. It is very guarded, but at the same time, you're not being honest about yourself. And so if you guys are not being honest about who you actually are, then I feel like you're going to get an inauthentic um, inauthentic interaction between the two of you, right? And it's going to be kind of pointless. Like the accusation that Lindsay is behind all these blind items. Yeah. I mean, I believe that, but I also believe that you're all behind that blind items. If you are saying that you know how blind items work, so you are accusing Lindsay of sending in blind items. I believe that you also are sending in blind items. Okay. You guys are all sitting around talking about how you would never, uh, orchestrate something. You would never do this shit that Lindsay does. You would never be shit. You literally made up like two seasons ago during the pandemic season, a fake um, psychic who texted you guys about Lindsay and Luke hooking up. Like, what are what are you what do you mean that you would never do stuff like that on camera? You literally sit in your bed and you talk shit about people and make judgments on people, which is fine. But you do that on camera, babe, just because you're in bed doesn't mean the camera's not on you. Are you watching the television show? And so this accusation that like Lindsay does things for camera and we would never be so cruel on camera is bullshit because you guys are all cruel on camera. Kyle's saying that Lindsay gets uh, activated when she drinks while he is goofy and fun is the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen in my life. And nobody calls him out on it. He's drunk during the reunion. Like, this is ridiculous. By the way, I will say I called it, okay? I called it that uh, Amanda and Kyle are still mad that Lindsay (laughs) talked about the rumors. Um, And they keep saying that the rumors were not real. They kept saying that the rumors were not true about 
Kyle kissing somebody back before they got engaged, before Kyle and Amanda got engaged. But didn't didn't we find out that Kyle just couldn't remember? I don't <laughs> I don't understand what the defense is here, right? Um they talk about how Lindsay mistreats new people. I believe that to be true, but guess what? I also believe it to be true for Amanda and Paige. They were awful. They were awful to Jules. Terrible to Jules. Carl was terrible to Jules, but we're all yelling at Lindsay for being terrible to Jules. And it doesn't make any sense. I think Lindsay is probably not the warmest person in the world. I 100% believe that Lindsay takes no interest in people. But I don't think that she goes out of her way to like yell and be mean to people. Paige and Amanda go out of their way to be mean to people. And there's a big difference between those two. Like Paige will sit there and roll her eyes and like the whole time while somebody else is talking. Lindsay doesn't do that. She just doesn't listen to you. She pretends like she's listening to you, but she does not let any of it soak in. And maybe I don't know which one is worse. But Paige is also really, really mean, you know? Um, they, they they keep accusing Lindsay of spinning things, and I think that that's just because Lindsay works in PR, and that is literally her job. And do I believe that Lindsay is good at spin? Yes, but I think you guys are all good at it. It's uh, There's literally nothing in your contract stopping you from going on platforms and talking about shit that's going to show up at the reunion or show up on the show and getting out of it. There's nothing stopping you. You all have podcasts like the Giggly Squad podcast. I don't listen to it, but certainly I'm sure of it. They can go on there and talk about what happens during the season. They choose not to, but they can if they wanted to. There's nothing stopping them. The fact that they're they're pissed that Lindsay goes in the press and talks about stuff that's going to come up during the show Maybe it's also because people want to talk to Lindsay because she's one of the stars of the show. Maybe that's what you're mad about, you know? Um, Paige said the thing about we, like when they ask her, why are you coming for Lindsay? You do this every year where you think things are squashed and then you come back to the reunion and you're salty and angry. And Paige says, it's because last year you went on a PR tirade, a press tirade, um, uh, about me weaponizing your miscarriage. Now, I'm very proud of myself because I do believe, I do believe, I'm going to hair flip. I do believe that it's because <laughs> of some of the clips that I shared on my podcast um, Instagram page, which Danielle liked and shared and Lindsay liked and shared. It's probably one of the most popular reels on my Instagram, to be honest, but it's clips from last season's reunion where I talked about the misogyny of it all. The fact that they were weaponizing Lindsay's miscarriage. I use those words. So I do feel like, I feel like Paige is talking about me. <laughs> I don't know what she actually is. I know a lot of other people called it out too, but she didn't go on a press tirade. She liked and shared some content on Instagram. And I think that's the stuff that makes uh, Paige mad is because Lindsay does go online and likes things and shares things and comments on things. And I can see that that would be frustrating. It's very frustrating on Housewives. It comes becomes a fight. It's, I think it's a fight on Atlanta right now. But um, Paige is mad because she claims she doesn't do that. But what you do, Paige, is you come on every season and you say the beef is squashed, and then you act, and then you behave like a person who never squashed the beef. <laughs> you know, 
Um, I think some of the more touching parts of the summer house uh, reunion were, you know, Carl's sobriety, the fact that she talks about, he shares that story about his brother. Um, that was really, really, really heartbreaking. Um, and eventually we get to this Danielle versus Lindsay stuff. And here's what I took out of it. The fact that we never even talked about, like, apparently there was a rumor that Sierra hooked, tried to hang out with Corey while Sam and Corey are together. First of all, I don't give a fuck about Corey. I never want to see that man on TV ever again. Unfortunately, I believe he's going to be on Winter House. The only reason I'm going to be watching Winter House is because of Brian Benny. And now apparently there's rumors that Brian Benny and Danielle may be an item. Anyway, but I don't want to see that man or talk about him ever again. Um, I will actually talk about him because he's a transphobe and y'all should know that. Um, but I think the Lindsay and Danielle thing, again, I think that Danielle is in space. I think that I don't think that they see eye to eye. I don't think they have the same standards of what it means to be a friend. I think that Danielle feels like she was in her right to feel all the feelings that she felt because Lindsay is a bad friend to her. And she's pinning the proposal as the last straw of it because she feels like Lindsay knew that she was going to be proposed to and she and Danielle wasn't included. And she feels like Lindsay told Carl to make sure that Danielle is not included, which might all be very, very true. But you are also responsible for why your friendship with Lindsay fell apart the way that it did. And she's absolutely right. It's not just the fact that she questioned how fast they were moving. It's that she went and talked about it to the people that Lindsay hates, period. Now, I feel like we kind of, kind of, res- I don't think anything got resolved because there was a, the Vanderpump Rules events that were happening this um, last week. I think that the entire cast of Winter House was there and Summer House, and I did not see Lindsay and Danielle together. I did see Danielle with Amanda and Kyle, but I, and I think Lindsay was with other people, but apparently I don't think that that was resolved. But I do think that the only reason Andy spent so much time trying to resolve it is because he knows that this show cannot go on without Lindsay and Carl there. I think he's worried about what happens if Lindsay and Carl don't come back because the rest of the cast is really dumb and lame. And I don't think anybody wants to watch that. He knows that Lindsay is a, as Andy would call a principal star of the show, you know? Um, I think there was like a scene in the middle, like while they were taking a break where Carl and Lindsay were like, we need to, you know, I'd love to be back in the Hamptons. And I'm like, I think that means you'd love to be back on the show. I think that's the thing. It's like they want to resolve this so that maybe Lindsay and Carl can come back on the show. I didn't think Lindsay and Carl want to come back on the show because they want a bunch of free shit for their wedding. But I think that's the only reason why Andy gives a shit about this friendship because Andy does not know anything about Danielle. All he knows of Lindsay is that she is a beloved star. She is a baby Ramona. She may have thrown a shoe at somebody. And as far as Andy is concerned, that is reality TV gold. He would never get rid of somebody like that. Are you kidding me? He would never. Anyway, um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, like I said, currently my favorite show. But here's a question I have about this show. Was this show pitched as a dating show? I'm very, very confused. Like, I feel like Jasmine and Silas were told we're going to do a summer house, but we're going to do a twist where you guys invite a bunch of your single friends and we try to make stuff happen. Or, or I think that Jasmine, because I believe this to be true about her, I feel like she's constantly producing and being an awkward, she's like, 
she's got the energy of a stage mom, a stage mom, or like a, she's got the energy of my mom when she would want me to be friends with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, are you guys getting along? Do you love it? Like, I honestly, she has the energy of me when I first got in a relationship and then eventually tried to hook up my uh, fiance at the times, all of his friends with my friends constantly. My cousin Aisha, who's been on some of those Vanderpump Rules episodes, I've literally tried to set her up with every single person that my husband is friends with, every single man that my husband is friends with. (laughs) And she probably got super annoyed too, because it's an annoying ass thing to do. Now I used to do it back in the day. I don't do it anymore. Um, but, uh, Jasmine and Silas are like, they really have a hard on about their friends hooking up with each other or like their friends getting married. Like it's so weird. Her obsession about people being married is weird. Silas's obsession about black women should be married is weird. Listen, you guys are both not in a, I don't think that you're in a great marriage. Your husband doesn't let you go out with her girlfriends. The only reason Jasmine wants Silas, wants her friends to get married is so that Silas feels more secure when Jasmine goes out with her single girlfriends or with her girlfriends at all. Because he feels like, oh, if it's married women hanging out together, the chances of them all cheating on somebody is low. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, buddy. It doesn't matter. If your wife wants to cheat on you, she can go out with her single girlfriends or she can go out with her married girlfriends. Cheating is going to happen no matter what. And it certainly has not stopped married men from cheating on women. So I don't know what you're talking about, you lunatic. I hate Silas. I do not like him. I do. I think Jasmine is so corny. I wouldn't say I hate Silas. I really, he makes me very uncomfortable. I do not like him. Okay. That whole scene where first of all, they're so disrespectful to be fucking so loud for the entire house to hear to the point where Alex has to, Alex, is that his name? No, Amir. Amir has to move and sleep on the couch. And then when Silas is like, when Jasmine's like, okay, let me be quiet. Silas says, it's an instant turnoff for me. I can't have sex with you without making noise. You can't be silently silent when I'm having sex with you. You know what that tells me? He wants the performance. He wants his wife to be like, oh, you're so good. Oh my God. Like he needs that. He needs to feel like he's the big man in charge. Um, mm -mm. I don't like him. I do not like him at all. Now I will say here this, okay? Silas and Jasmine are say and do certain things and then have pretend amnesia. Silas did say in the car, that he thinks that black women should be married, preferably to black men. He did say that. And that is offensive to Bria, right? Who is dating a Bond villain. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jasmine did say to Bria, it's fine if the Bond villain comes for a week. Okay. She did say that. And then she pretended like she didn't say that. Now, Bria is right in her feelings to be like, you guys are saying things and then pretending like you didn't say it. She's not wrong, but, but Bria is an asshole and she is a fucking moron. She's a toddler and she's having tantrums. Here's what she does. She brings over the dog. Here's like, she's not behaving the way that adults behave, right? Like an adult would say, hey, I'm coming to the house with a dog. I just want to say, ask if it's okay. 
like that I bring them. No, instead she's like, well, the dog is here, so you can't do anything about it. Instead of saying like before she got to the show to say, hey, my boyfriend is going to be coming for a week. So he's coming all the way from Munich. So if it's going to be a problem, then let's talk about it because maybe I won't come on the show, right? She, instead of doing that, she shows up there and says, well, he's already booked his plane ticket. So that's how, how long he's going to come for. It's like, it's like, uh, it's giving like me going to my friend's house and then like at a family party and then me telling my mom, like bringing my, (laughs) bringing my like sleepover clothes with me and then going up to the mom and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom said, it's fine. I can sleep over here. And then when my mom says, all right, it's time to go home. I go up to my mom and say, no, but I already brought my clothes and I already told my friend that I'm staying here. And I already told the auntie that I'm staying here. And that puts my mom in an awkward position because then she she looks like the monster when she says no. Now, of course, my mom was like, I don't give a fuck who thinks I'm a monster. Pick up your shit and get your ass home. And you just wait until the beating you get for trying to embarrass me in front of my friends, right? Anyway, that's what Bria reminds me. She's she moves like a toddler. Okay, she moves like a child. She moves like an elementary aged person. She does and she does inconsiderate things and then gets mad when people are like, maybe you should be more considerate, right? But Jasmine and Silas are agreeing and are saying certain things and then pretending like they didn't. This guest limitations thing is so strange. Like main guests, three-day limit. It's hilarious. The house voting thing is so bananas. It's so bonkers because when Simon the Bond villain shows up in a bedazzled blazer and a rented small dick car and a big bottle of fancy booze, it killed me. Bria keeps calling this man Papi Chulo, which was very confusing. She's like, oh, you're giving me Papi Chulo. Babe. There's no poppy chulos in Munich, New Jersey, New Jersey, Munich, Germany. That is not poppy chulo. <laughs> it's Bond villain. It's the only thing I can say. This man is very, very German and wealthy, it seems. But what cracked me up is they basically do the Nini leaks getting a watch from that man that she was dating briefly. Uh, scene from at Real House of, of Atlanta. Okay, they this Bond villain gives them eight hundred dollar and twelve hundred dollar watches, <laughs> and they all say, "Okay, this is getting weird." But <laughs> whatever that means, right? Like the guy says something like, "What does this mean? This is timeless." Guys, I'm gonna put in the clip here. Okay, so I stop fucking it up. You giving me a Rolex? Does that mean something? It's timeless. Yeah, but I If think... you let it and you rewind it and you work it, it can last forever. Okay. Whatever that means. It's getting weird. But I still need to get this watch. Bling, bling, bling. Bitches, it's mad. <laughs> this is basically what happened. Okay, it was a recreation of this exact Nini leaks getting a watch scene. And what's so funny is Silas and Jasmine, who are so concerned about the house and the vote, and we got to stick by the vote. Stick by the vote to the point where, Jasmine, you kicked out your best friend, Mariah. 
Okay. So important to be a democracy, to be voting. And suddenly this man can stay longer than three days. What happened to the vote? Did you guys not have a second vote? Nobody voted. There was no vote. I'm confused. What happened to the integrity of the vote? What What's going on there? <laughs> um, at the end of the set, the, the one of the episodes, I don't know which one, I think it was, yeah, the last episode, Silas is talking about how marriage is amazing and it's amazing to have a bond and Jasmine <laughs> basically is like, I'm sad and scared. <laughs> I don't like, it's isolating to be in my position. Guys, Do you know what? Don't get married. Suddenly, marriage is not all that, is it, Jasmine? You're trying to harass Jordan about getting married. And it is. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want Jordan to think that I'm judging her, except for you're judging her for being single. It's weird, guys. It's weird. Anyway, I love this show. I love it so much. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break and I will be back to talk about Atlanta and OC. Okay, Real Houses of Atlanta. Um, people are really upset about it. Um, and I, to the point where I had missed like two weeks. Right. Um, and I was really nervous about catching up because I was like, no, I don't want to watch a show that's boring. I don't know what you're complaining about. The show is still silly and fun. It's still silly and fun. It is. And I get it. People are like, oh, they're doing too many like add-ins. Like there's too many graphics. There's too many other things. I'm sorry. I love it. Do you not want to be entertained? Do you not enjoy the graphics, the silliness? I don't understand what the issue is. These people are hilarious. Stop complaining. It's so good. It's so fun. Like, I think the issue is that we're now so uh, used to these like over the top bombastic seasons of shows, right? You're a Beverly Hills, like these big reveals, which by the way, Beverly Hills is famously boring, famously boring and and nothing burgers. Okay. But they're so used to these like big, big things happening, right? Where, uh, somebody's cheating or big reveal. This is the stuff that they're, people are so used to now that they don't like the classic housewives where people are just moving around, being shady, doing things, going to lunches, being shady with, and Atlanta is the best at that. Atlanta is, Atlanta has always been the best at doing a whole lot of nothing and still being hilarious. These people took a flu bus to Birmingham from Atlanta, attended a sad charity event, were kicked, were kicked out, sent back home. And so much funny shit happened. Like, why do you guys think that that's not funny? That's hilarious. That is hilarious that Kenya Moore brought them there for a surprise something. Never did the actual surprise. Had a health care, health scare, obviously, because she was hot boxing in a flu box with a bunch of other women. And then Marlo had a meltdown and then had to go home. That sad charity event was hilarious, guys. It was so funny. But like, what and the fact that they got kicked out of it like you were the most famous people there and you got kicked out of it that's hilarious how is that not funny and you guys like i don't know what you're complaining about i don't i don't i will say these things are annoying right like so the storyline of sonia kicking out her family and then her assistant quitting mm, that to me feels fully fake and stage um the storyline of mama joyce and todd and todd being frustrated that that Candy doesn't listen. Yeah, those are those are repeat storylines and I can see why that is annoying. But Mama Joyce is gold. She said that Todd was meek and humble and now he's George Jefferson. 
you did not call him meek and humble when you first met this man. <laughs> you practically, you said that he was an opportunist for years. So Mama Joyce is entertaining. Watching Candy ignore Todd is entertaining to me. I enjoy that because Todd is annoying. Okay. I don't know what more you guys want from these people. Okay. But on these two episodes, the thing that frustrated me the most, obviously, is Marlo Hampton. Now, I feel like Marlo has a rage hard on for Candy and Kenya. And she, the, the, the ultimate thing is, I think that she is right when she says she looks up to these women and she wants to be their best friend. She wants to feel like taken care of by them. But the thing is, Marlo, you've done too much shady shit in the past for anybody to want to take care of you. She's, she is accusing Candy of so many terrible things. Like she's trying to get her record expunged and she's like, oh, Candy talks about being for black community, but like she never tried to help me get my record expunged. Why is that Candy's responsibility? Why would that be Candy's responsibility? And at one point they're talking about like the shooting thing and fucking cousin Courtney, bobblehead ass, corny ass cousin Courtney says, maybe it's the culture she created in her restaurant. Courtney, you better watch out. You better watch out. You, This girl is in PR. She's in crisis management. When she says something like that, she knows exactly what she's doing. So Candy's going to come for you. And I'm really sorry that you're not going to have a job left because that's, that's some, those are some bold statements to be making about a person and their business. You think Candy created a culture of shootings? Are you crazy? Are you insane? It's bananas. And then Marlo in uh, Birmingham, she's, she's reacting poorly to Kenya going to bed and kicking down her door and acting like a lunatic and screaming at her. Why? Because of what happened in South Carolina. Because Kenya in South Carolina said, no, I'm going to bed. I'm here with my daughter. I don't want to hang out with you guys, right? The thing is, Marlo is still like rehashing stuff from previous seasons. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Mar And then Marlo does shitty things and says, I don't like that Kenya took control of me. I can't believe I let Kenya get the best of me. No, Kenya didn't do anything to you. You did something new. Her life coach is right, but that lady should get a refund because I don't think that it's helping anything. Just Marlo does shitty, shitty things. Like even in Buckingham, 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 no, Birmingham. I got confused because they were bucking. In Birmingham, after they're all like essentially kicked out and sent back to Atlanta, and then Kenya is having a health scare. Um, and she's in the hospital and the whole Kenny Moore hair care halftime show gets canceled. Um, they're all sitting there and having a good moment with like Manetta and Courtney and Marlo and whatever. And they have like this nice moment. And literally 30 seconds later, Marlo walks out and she says, it's not going to work with Manetta when she's back with those other girls. What happened to good vibes? The good vibes did not last more than 30 seconds. Um, Apparently next week there's going to be more drama. And I, of course, love what a, an activated candy burst Tucker. I'm a big fan of that. But, um, you know, besides that, you just have like a lot of them talking about what were they talking about? I don't know. But the thing is, it's okay. It's okay if I don't know what they talked about. I was still entertained. We, I, This is an, a podcast that talks about a lot of the problematic shit. I don't think that there's anything that problematic going on here, except for the fact that Marlo is accusing Candy of – 
having a gun culture at her restaurants, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. And that's the stuff that I want to talk about because everything else is pretty fine. Whatever. It's just hilarious, gorgeous women having hilarious, gorgeous interactions with each other. I'm fine with that. They're getting IV drips and (laughs) she by Sheree (laughs) is being shaded on by Drew. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, let's talk about rehearsals of OC. Okay. It's the premiere. Um, tiny terror. Tammy Sue is back this time on a motorcycle. I will be honest with you. I did not watch the season when Tamara was on last, the season where she <laughs> landed in the bushes. Um, because I think that Vicky was maybe still on and I don't really watch the show when Vicky's on. Vicky is really upsetting to me. Vicky faked cancer with Brooks. So I don't like that, love that or love her. Um, but this season, you know, here's the thing about OC I think that I noticed is that I don't care for the Real Houses of OC household mommy shit. I'm okay with watching the women of Atlanta do, do household mommy shit. And I think the reason why I don't like it for OC is because for OC, it's very obviously fake. Of course, I believe it's fake in Atlanta too. Like Drew getting so excited watching her kids just write words on pages. Like she's obviously putting that on for camera because no mom does that. I don't walk around my kids doing homework and being like, wow, good job. You're doing so good. I check their homework and I say, hey, thanks for finishing your homework. It's time for dinner. But the over-the-top reactions, yeah, it's definitely put on. But I still enjoy it better because I like those women more. And OC, here's the problem. There's a million. The internet is full of millions and millions of mommy bloggers and vloggers and influencers who show us their, like, busy lives with a million pets and so many animals and my, like, you know, in a full face of makeup. This isn't interesting to me. Right. Like that's not interesting to me. Watching Gina and Emily do carpool and order food. That's not interesting to me because that's just not interesting to me. There's not there's nothing interesting there. That's already all over the Internet. And I avoid that. I don't I don't follow those mommy bloggers. If I wanted to watch that, I could watch it on a, on YouTube. This is not interesting. What is interesting is the Tamara and Shannon feud. And I'll tell you why. I enjoy that we are finally moving to a place in Housewives. We're moving on from saying things like, last time we were all together. Instead of saying that, Tamara is saying, when I left the show, you know, I like the fact that they're saying, instead of saying, pretending like Shannon and um, Tamara are just, you know, you said and I heard, instead of saying stuff like that, it's like, no, you were literally in the press talking about me. I like the fact that we're talking about what happens when people leave these shows because that is the thing these are the the idea of a real housewife is no longer an actual woman doing carpool or moving her stuff from her ex's house to her her boyfriend's house i don't care they replaced old dr jen and ryan with a new jen and a ryan i mean guys <laughs> come on Let's be a little bit more original here, right? But I I don't know. I'm I I'm more interested in Tamara and Shannon talking about what happens when you are on a show and then you stop being on a show and then you go on press and then you have arguments, whatever. Like that is more interesting to me. Even Heather 
Heather being concerned about her relationship with Gina, like I don't believe that you actually want to be friends with Gina. Okay. I don't think that that's what it is. I think that you're just concerned (laughs) that when Tamara or whomever is back and there's going to be alliances made that you're not going to have enough people on your side. And I appreciate that, Heather, but let's stop pretending that you actually give a shit about these friendships. Okay. I don't think so. Um, I just want to know a couple of notes I had. is like, I don't care about pickleball. Stop it. I don't want to watch pickleball. Okay. They have this yoga retreat and Gina shows up in a blazer and a corset to the yoga retreat. <laughs> I'm really proud of Gina and the fashion strides that she's made. I think she looks great, but a blazer, a black blazer to a yoga retreat. You are not Dorit Clemsley, Kemsley. I don't know how to read, to pronounce Dorit's last name. You are not Mrs. PK. Okay. Um, Watching Shannon do yoga, I'm reminded that Shannon Storms Pador is one of the greatest physical comedians of our time. One of the greatest unintentional physical comedians of our time. She's hilarious. I love it. I love her. And I love that scene of her walking in on Tamara and Emily and Gina talking about each other or talking about her is hilarious. I love it. And then like Tamara, you know, turns on the Tammy Sue tears immediately. She's like, things are really bad. Things are really bad. My dog died. And Shannon, Shannon does her big eyes thing while eating food. Going, wow, no way. That's crazy. That is entertaining. I just want to see that. That's what I care about. I care about watching these two dodo birds fight with each other and try to be friends with each other because they're both pretending and bad at pretending, but they're both pretty interesting to watch, right? What's not interesting is the fact that in Tamara's like little Turner on vignette thing, why do I still see her insurrectionist son Ryan in the back? Why is he there? Why are we getting that? What is that? Get him off my screen. I also don't want to hear about Tamara and her, her Tamara's mom fucking her, her boyfriend who has this taped on eyebrows. He looks like a Muppet. Okay. What are those eyebrows? That's the best picture you found of that man. I don't care about that. Go back to talking to me about what happens when people get off the show and treating you guys, treat yourselves like your real housewives. Okay. Like real housewives, the pop culture stars, not actual real housewives who are doing carpool. I don't care about that. I was happy to see Archie. Archie went on a walk with Emily and Shannon. If I'm being honest, Archie walked Emily and Shannon (laughs) because Archie is the star in that situation. But yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, again, OC is like a passive watch for me. Um, I only literally pay attention when it's like Shannon scenes because I think that she's hilarious. I think she's so funny and so neurotic. I watch Heather scenes, but that's it. I don't care about Gina or Emily or their kids or this new woman. Because honestly, sometimes I cannot tell the OC women a party there. Again, going back to like the millions of mommy bloggers that exist. I cannot tell these people apart anymore. I can't. But um, but I care about Shannon and I care about Tamara and I care about Heather. I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, anyway, that's it for the uh, this episode. I know it was a, a little cutie shorty. Um, but I wasn't going to do a full recap on every single thing that happened like two weeks ago, right? Um I will be back next week uh, with my usual schedule. I think that we're going to do – 
I'm going to do Atlanta and Summer House Martha's Vineyard together. Um, going to do maybe an OC end of the week chat. Vanderpump is behind us. I might watch some scripted shows and talk about that with my brother. Um, or maybe I'll just have less episodes next week because I deserve that. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.